0: Shalom, mishpacha. Shalom, family. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. We're the mishpacha, the family with the Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people with a middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's finally come down to form one new man. Get ready, mishpacha, to blow the grandest shofar, Oh, the grandest trumpet in Zion. We want everyone, everywhere, to hear the good news. We want everyone, everywhere, to be red hot for the Messiah. My guest is Red Hot for the Messiah. She's been a guest several times on the Messianic Vision. Uh, And for those that are not familiar with uh, Katie Sousa, uh, if you're familiar with Bonnie and Clyde, I affectionately like to say she was Bonnie and Clyde put together. I mean, at her wildest, she was doing, uh, police were chasing her at high-speed chases. Uh, She was uh, making her own drugs. Uh, She was an enforcer of collecting money of people that owed drug debts. Uh, She she had a career in radio, TV, modeling. Um, uh, In fact, uh, uh, Katie, you were a model on the uh, Home Shopping Network.
1: Yeah, it was called Kell Shop. It was on Financial News Network, and, and it was so crazy, Sid, because I would show up to work, and my job was to model the clothes because they would sell these different clothes on this program. But I would come to work high, with dope in my pocket, and in between the breaks, I would jump off the stage, run into the bathroom, and go do another hit of dope. It was it was crazy.
0: Oh, okay, and, and you also were in a band, and you were a drug supplier uh, in Hollywood. I don't know how a young person can get involved in so much so quickly, uh, but you finally, uh, you got your due, you got arrested, uh, and uh, you were, how old were you when you were given uh, 12 and a half years in a federal penitentiary?
1: I was 35, I I believe at the time, almost 36.
0: I mean, when, when you got that sentence, how does someone deal with 12 years in a prison? First of all, I don't think you or anyone else knew how bad it would be to be in prison. But just the the shock when you found out 12 and a half years you're a young woman and the best part of your life is going to be taken away from you. How would you feel?
1: Well, you know... I knew what prison was going to be like, so I wasn't liking the idea. I mean, I had been arrested 12 times before that final moment, 12 times in one year. And huh. so when they gave me that time. It's like, it's almost like you go into this shock. You can't believe that that is going to happen to you. But praise God, at that moment, um, I had already started to come towards the Lord and, and seek out his presence and all that. And and he was right at that moment, even then, giving me seeds of hope in my heart that he was going to do something amazing for me, which he did.
0: Well, and that is what the most wonderful miracle. Uh, he actually told you you would get out without serving the 12 and a half years, and he told you the exact date you would get out. Did you tell anyone in prison the exact date you were going to get out, or did you just ponder that with the Lord?
1: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> when God gave me the revelation about my, my new out date, I went out the next day and told everybody on the facility, which is like 1,200 women, by the end of the day, they all heard about it, all the counselors heard about it, and they were all laughing at me because they thought I was nuts.
0: Now, now, when you heard the exact date, was it just the year, or was it more exact than that?
1: He gave me november twenty first as my date and the number fifty seven now I didn't un- understand the fifty seven until later, but it came to pass exactly as that because when I got when I won my case about six months later, they gave me my new out date, which was november twenty first two thousand three which was my fifty seventh month in captivity. so it was a very specific date
0: and um, when you when you while you were still in prison. Uh, You were radical for crime. You were radical for the devil, literally. He had you. And uh, knowing you now, I know how you are now, but how were you in prison? Were you just as radical back then?
1: Radical for crime or radical for
0: Jesus? (laughs) No, radical for Jesus.
1: (laughs) Well, when I first came in, Sid, um, I spent the first year in and out of of what they called the hole out of lockdown because I was in constant fights. I was, I mean, I was attacking CEOs. I was attacking officers, and I was getting thrown in, into the hole over and over again, but at the same time, God was coming and revealing himself to me. He was doing miracles. Like, I would be in the cell uh, down, in, down in the hole where they let you have like nothing. There's freezing cold air blowing in there. You, you, you sleep on a little metal bench. I mean, there's nothing, and I would sit there and go, okay, God, if you're real, you know, bring me a Bible, and then they would take me out for a shower the next day, and I would go in to throw my dirty clothes into the uniform bucket, which was usually like stacked to the sky with dirty uniforms, but there wouldn't be anything in it but a Bible. So there, there was these miracles that happened to me during that year of rebellion that strengthened me to pursue God, and it was like, wow, this guy's real, this God is real, and it would cause me to just like get as radical as I was for crime um, for him now, because he was showing himself to me.
0: Now now you you affectionately called the your group of friends that were in prison with you uh the God pod. Tell me about the God pod.
1: <laughs> well, you know, God used my my leadership quote unquote qualities that I had on the street to be able to lead, you know, groups of people into these sophisticated crimes and everything else. He used that leadership quality to lead the women in my pod, in my unit, to Christ. And so we began to, you know, I began to round up, literally round up the pod. I'd stand out in the middle of the pod and go, all right, everybody, it's Bible study time. Come out here right now.
0: <laughs> and if you don't come out, I'll kill you. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know I'd sit there and I'd teach everybody and and then we would learn these songs and people would stand up on the upper tier and then on the lower tier and we would all be singing away and of course the whole entire unit is like in a glass bubble it looks like an aquarium and the and the police are out watching all that. And so they'd see us, you know, the upper tier and the lower tier singing these songs and everybody around the tables as I'm preaching and teaching Bible studies and all of us praying. And we would have baptisms in the shower where we'd throw people in the shower and baptize them.
0: <laughs> well, you did have a captive audience, come to think of it. No, I'm and, were sitting
1: watching <laughs> us. and so we got deemed the Godpod.
0: <laughs> uh, now, you were supposed to serve 12 and a half years in a federal penitentiary. Yeah. You were given an exact date. You told people ahead of time you were going to be paroled on this exact date. How long did you serve?
1: Well, it ended up that when I won my case, I went back to the court. And if I can tell a little story, it'll be really funny. Um, they wanted to give me more time because they were so angry that I'd won the case because they hated my guts. And so the prosecuting attorney says, well, we're going to put in a motion that uh, you're going to get more time because this is just an appeals court that you won." And so he went into the judge and said, Judge, I'm putting in a motion that we give him more time, but you let me go down there and take all the chemicals that were found at her laboratory and come out and weigh them so I can um, add on a motion for her to get 20 years instead of 12. And so the judge agreed. And so they sent him out to go down to get these chemicals. Well, what had happened is while I was still in prison a year or two prior, a woman who was the president of the Hells Angels, she was the girlfriend of the Hells Angels, the top guy, came in through my prison, and she was totally radically saved by Jesus. And she had a prophetic word for me saying that God was going to destroy the chemicals in my case. Well, at that time, I'd already gone to court. They'd already weighed the chemicals, so I said, well, that's nice, but you know, they'd already already weighed my stuff. It's too late. She goes, nevertheless, that's what God said, and that's what's going to happen. Well, then, fast forward to a year and a half later, and we're in the court, and this guy puts in a motion to reweigh the chemicals so that he can add on to my sentence. He goes down there to get them. They come back from the recess, and he announces to, sheepishly, he announces to the judge that all the chemicals have been destroyed because of the dangerous nature of those chemicals. And so they had to give me my motion, and they took seven years off my sentence.
0: It, it, rather than doubling your sentence of what he wanted, they took seven years off of your sentence. Well, I, I have to tell you, not only is Katie Sousa radical for God, uh, and some of those rough edges have been refined, but uh, my wife was listening to the teaching we're making available this week. We were driving in the car, and we were just listening to it, and what a subject. I mean, it, it, the title— of the four CDs are Stay Unoffendable," And you think about that for a minute, but Katie, I found you almost like a young Joyce Meyer, uh, because you are funny. The stories you share, I mean, my wife was in stitches. (laughs) But I bet it wasn't funny when you were going through some of these things you talk about.
1: You know, it's never funny while it's happening, but
0: later on, when you look back at it, it's hysterical. <laughs> and let me ask you kind of a bottom line. Um, if you are offended constantly, and let's face it, uh, everyone has an opportunity to be offended multiple times daily.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm talking about a good believer. I'm not talking about non-believers. Yeah. A good believer it takes no talent to, to, for someone to do something that hurt you, a spouse, a child, yeah. uh, an employer, a teacher, a pastor. Um, is it possible to live 24-7, unoffendable, you cannot offend me? I mean, really and truly, is that possible?
1: things that I believe that can get you the power over being offended. And that's one, you got to get rid of the past offenses first. You got to get healed of those because they've wounded your soul. That sin has wounded your soul. And we'll probably talk about that in a minute. And then after you do that, you have to get rid of those first. You got to heal those first because they're controlling you. Once you've spent years or months or even weeks being offended, it causes a wounding in the soul. Uh, yeah,
0: you know what I'm amazed now. I'm cutting you off because we're running out of time. but, uh, but uh, it's amazing to me even gifts of the spirit are, are uh, you, uh, you, you work in you, your words of knowledge will not increase. If there's wounding in your spirit, uh, you're, you're physically sick if there's wounding in your spirit. The promises of God don't operate in your life. Well, I want everyone listening to me to get these four CDs. It's called Stay Unoffendable. And the thing that's so amazing to me, Katie, is your teaching is so simple to get rid of all the soul wounds in your, in your soul— and keep them removed, then you can, it's easy to flow. But the thing that I have to say is, it's so simple. And then we have a bookmark with a two-step process so that uh, you have it in your Bible, and any time you have a potential offense, you know what to do immediately. We're making the bookmark and the four CDs available for a gift of $30. Call or write today. Call our order only line, one 800 Four four seven twenty six ninety seven one eight hundred four four seven two six nine seven let's start out with what is wounding of the soul? What does that mean?
1: Okay, that's easy. Um, we're a three-part being for body, soul and spirit, and when we become believers, our spirit man is made perfect in an instant, but that doesn't happen to our soul. Our soul has to be progressively healed over time. But here, unfortunately, over time, there's been a progression of wounding in our souls. And those wounds come from two main sources, from trauma, like if we have a traumatic event, a a death of a loved one, or an accident, or something like that, those events can literally wound our soul. And doctors will even tell you that um, if you have something happen in your soul, like if you have a traumatic event happen, it can develop into like a, a physical sickness, but there is another thing that wounds a soul that every single person on the face of the planet has done, and that is sin. Sin literally wounds us in our soul, man. I mean, there's scripture on it. In Isaiah 30, it says that God will bind up the hurts of his people and heal their wound inflicted by him because of their sin. Yeah, but, but well,
0: well, wait a second, though. What, are you saying to me when someone repents of their sins and is born again, and Jesus is living inside of them, they still can have scars on on their soul that will limit them in their walk in the supernatural
1: it 's true and and, and i 'll tell you uh, and i 'll tell you how that works so here we are we, we all go through our life. And we sin. And according to the Bible, sin creates wounds in the soul. Even the psalmist said, oh Lord, heal my soul, for I have sinned, indicating that the sin had wounded the soul. So we all have these wounds inside of us, and we go, okay, well, we plead the blood, and that takes care of everything. Well, here's the piece where the church has has missed, and this is a crucial piece of healing that we didn't understand. We've all been applying the blood of Jesus on our sin. And that's exactly what the blood of Jesus does, is it washes us away, washes us from that sin. And so we go, okay, so we go in the closet, and if we sin or do something, we repent, and we apply the blood, and we put the cross on our, on our sin, and, and then we come out of the closet, and we go, amen, okay, I'm done. But at the end of that prayer, we're still sick, we're still broke, we still have relationship problems, our mind is still being controlled, um, and all these problems are still happening in our life. So what happened? I thought, didn't we just apply the blood, and isn't the blood all-powerful? Yes, it is. The blood is all-powerful, but the blood has a specific job. It is for the sin. But what we didn't understand is that sin made a wound in our soul, and there's another power that comes from Jesus Christ that is specifically for the wound that sin made. And that power is called dunamis. It comes to us from the resurrection of Christ. You see, the the church has been for centuries focused on the cross, as we should. We have to have the cross. We need the cross to be reconciled unto God, to have eternal life, to, to be cleansed of our sin. But the thing is, is we also need to be focused on the resurrection and a power called dunamis that comes from it. Because, see, without the resurrection, Jesus is still a man dead in a tomb. He had to be raised from the dead for everything he accomplished on the cross to become activated. So when Jesus was raised from the dead, it gave us a power called dunamis. Let me talk about that. Paul says this in in Philippians 3. He says, I want to know him, meaning Christ, and the power, or dunamis, that's what it is, of his resurrection. So see, through the resurrection, there comes to us a power called dunamis. Now, the reason why it's so important for us to start partaking of that dunamis, just like we partake of the blood, is because of what dunamis means. In the Greek, if you look it up in the Strongs, there's like four meanings. I'll just tell you two. The first one is the power to perform miracles. And the second one is this, to be excellent of soul. You see, the power, <laughs> that us that comes with the resurrection, is for the healing of the wounds, the sin made. So when we put the blood, we take care of the sin. But that sin still left the wound behind. And the Bible says it will prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. So when that wound is left behind, it ruins our prosperity. It causes us
0: to be sick. It affects our health. Uh, You you know, and let me tell you something that I envision as I'm hearing you speak right now. Someone comes to the Lord. They genuinely are born again. They genuinely have an experience with the Lord. But they have a soul, and I envision the soul as the heart. And if you had X-ray vision, you could see scars on this heart From being a human all these years as a non-believer and as a believer being undiscipled uh, in the word of god i see these wounds or these scars so if you could see someone's soul see their uh, and it looks like a heart there there are scars all over and is there a way of getting rid of these scars? That's what you're saying. And, and, and yes, I, I, I hear what you're saying. There's a dunamos, which is a Greek word for the power of God. But how does uh, this transaction occur? How do you get rid of the scars?
1: It's a, just like people go in their closet and get on their knees and go, Oh, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Let's say they, you know they, they drank. They went out and drank some alcohol. And then they're totally convicted. So they go in their closet and they go, oh, Jesus, heal me of that sin with your blood. Wash me clean of that sin right now in your mighty name. Apply your cross to that sin in Jesus' name. And so they apply the blood. You do the same thing. You just use the same level of faith, the same coming before the Lord, and you go, and now Jesus... I'm going to take the se- second step. I'm not going to stop at the first step. I understand I need all of you. I need your cross, and I need and I need your resurrection. So now I've partaken of your blood, Lord, for my sin, and I know that the Bible says when I do that my sin is gone, but now I know I've got to deal with the wound that sin made.
0: So, I, I want to get rid of those scars, because those scars are, are
1: short-circuiting what God has for your life. Those scars are completely controlling the church. Okay, those scars are making people talk to each other and and respond to each other in a in a in this horrible way and that's why people can't get along. It's not if you're a born again believer, two born again believers have no problem getting along in their spirit man. So what does that leave behind? It's their soul and it's wounds on their soul. Paul said, "I do the thing I don't want to do because the sin nature fixed and operating in my soul." He was sinning because of the junk that was in his trunk we're all're we're trying oh we 're trying so hard not to sin we 're trying so hard to walk in righteousness we 're trying so hard not to scream at our husbands or our children or our boss or, or to go back to our old ways, and, and but we just can 't seem to help ourselves it's like we 're being controlled well. are, are
0: even Christians that become addicts, like for instance, the biggest addiction right now I know of is pornography it 's hard to believe a Christian could be addicted to pornography, but they are. And it's got to do with these wounds in their soul. Yeah,
1: that's what happens. That sin pornography literally wounds them. And it's that wound then does what Paul says, I do the thing I don't want to do because it's sin nature fixed and, op- fixed and operating in my soul. It drives them back to watch it over and over again. And they sit there and feel so condemned. And they're like, oh, God, help me stop. Why can't I stop? They can't stop because the wound is there controlling them.
0: So if the wound was gone, all they have to do is stand on a promise of God, and it works the way the Bible says it's supposed to.
1: Exactly. That's why Paul, Paul's the guy that says, you know, I'm doing the thing I don't want to do because what's in my soul. And he's also the guy that said, I want to know him and the power or dunamis of his resurrection. He was saying, look, I'm so aware of what's going on in my soul, and I have had a revelation that what will get me healed of that thing is the dunamis power that comes through the resurrection. It will cause me to be what dunamis means, excellent of soul. You know, Paul prayed for everybody in in Ephesians 3.16. He prayed, I pray that you would be strengthened and reinforced in your inner man. I looked it up. That word means the soul. He goes, by God's mighty power. Which is dunamis. So he was praying for us to be filled in our souls with dunamis because he understood that dunamis gets rid of those scars. It gets rid of those wounds that came from our sin. And then we're
0: oh, we we're running out of time. Katie, you're supposed to be a nice believer now. You're no longer Bonnie and Clyde. Why would you talk about an offensive message? Uh, I'm just teasing because I know what you're talking about. Uh, but uh, it is to me the most amazing amazing uh, sin of offense that wounds our soul and it's so simple uh, that it happens multiple times during the day and if there was a way we could stop it it would transform our lives yeah tell me about that main sin
1: it, it, it's offense honestly and there is opportunity every single day to be offended. I mean, you get in your car, and somebody beats the horn and, and waves at you with the middle finger instead of the whole hand, and, you know, somebody uh, cuts off. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, so, so I'm, I'm I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, someone just pulls right in front of me as if I'm not there, and if I wasn't, you know, totally alert, I would have crashed into him. I'm offended.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know, we get offended when people make our coffee wrong at the coffee shop or, you know, when we go to the grocery store. Or,
0: or things don't happen quickly enough. That's 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 my big offense.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, we got to fight. I mean, I don't know about you. My husband and I have a great marriage, but you've got to protect yourself every day from getting offended at each other.
0: It's, and, and you know, that's why God put in the institution of marriage. No wonder the devil wants to destroy marriage. People won't realize how bad off they really are unless they're married. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, but it, it'll make you grow up super fast, because you'll be like, wow, I, 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 this is a great uh, venue or opportunity for me not to get offended. And so, we have a choice every day whether or not we 're going to get offended and I think what i uh, how
0: about sitting in church and hearing a message of something that goes against your belief yeah <laughs> that 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 takes no talent to be offended over
1: happens is afterwards, you go up and ask the pastor to pray
0: for your healing. Well, would you believe something? As you just said, that God gave me a word of knowledge, and someone uh, is being healed right now. You have a pain in your neck, and if you'll move your your head, you'll see that the pain is gone from your neck. And uh, there's others, it may be the same one, or it could be someone with a back problem. Please pull over on the side of the road if you're listening on the radio, or uh, but do something. And as you do this, you're demonstrating your faith. That's why Paul said faith without a corresponding action. It's plain dead. You don't want your faith to be dead. If, if you will do that, you'll see all pain is gone from your back, all pain is gone from your neck. And I'll give you a little trade secret. Katie, um, uh, it's something that you've probably noticed, but... I've noticed that once God releases a word of knowledge, it's almost like the healing angel is there. And if someone would only believe at that moment, they could be healed of anything is what I believe.
1: Yeah, and I believe that it's uh, it might be attached to somebody who was offended at their pastor, because you just got hmm. that word when we were talking about that. So whoever that is right now, repent for being offended at your pastor right now in Jesus' name. And I command that your soul would be healed of that wound that that sin of offense made, so that you can be prospered and be in health Even as your soul has prospered, be filled with dunamis right now so that you can receive your miracle in the name of Jesus. Uh,
0: It's amazing how many people, when they can get rid of the scars of offense, it's easy for them to get their physical healing. It's easy for them to get out of financial turmoil. It's easy for them uh, to solve the various things they've been praying for for years.
1: Oh, yeah. Offensive is not only creating sickness... But it is blocking our miracle from happening. I mean, remember when Jesus went back to his own hometown and he began to preach in the synagogue, and it said the people were like, where did this guy come from? Where did he get all these miraculous powers? And it says that um, because of their unbelief, he could do, their lack of faith, he could do no miracles there. Well, that's not all that scripture says. It says that because they, they looked at him and said, where did this guy come from? Don't we know his, his mother and his father, his sisters and his brothers? Um, where did he get all these miraculous powers? And it says this, that they were were offended at him, and he could do no miracles there. So offense literally shuts down the miraculous. So people are sick, and they're praying for the breakthrough, and they're fasting for the breakthrough, and they're decreeing the breakthrough, and all this other stuff, and it's not happening, because simultaneously, while they're praying and believing for the miracle, they're also at the same time being chronically offended at their husbands, or their wives, or their pastors, or their boss. And offense didn't it shut down even Jesus from being able to do miracles so we got to stop being offended and when we stop being offended and we get healed of the wounds that the sins of offense made we're going to start to see the miracles come
0: but do you know what what what's coming to me as you're sharing is okay someone says i've made up my mind i'm not going to be offended i'm going to follow the program uh, that, that simplistic program that katie sousa is teaching but they keep because of the previous offenses they have they can't get control over the new offenses
1: okay so and that and that is so important to understand paul said i i do the thing i don't want to do because the sin nature fixed and operating in my soul sin wounds the soul we talked about that in in our past shows so when you are offended that's a sin It will put a wound in your soul, and then that wound does what Paul said. It made him do the things he didn't want to do. So it makes us do these things, and we can't stop being offended. We try so hard, we fight it, but those thoughts keep on circulating around in our mind, and it's because that wound is still there.
0: Could could soul wounds be why people, no matter how hard they try, can't lose weight?
1: Oh, yeah. That is definitely a big part of it, Sid. It is. I mean, if you think about it. Food is what we use to comfort our soul. And so, food is directly connected to comforting the woundedness inside of us. And offense is directly connected to weight gain. I have had. Many encounters where I have let myself get offended, just being transparent, over certain situations. Like, I'll go out on a tour, and stuff will happen. The communication will break down. Nothing will be ready. Something goes on with the venue, whatever. And I just, I break weak. And I let myself get totally bothered and offended. And I notice that during those times, oh, have this weight gain, this unusual like five to six pounds of this kind of squishy water weight gain. Uh,
0: uh, How how long does it take to have this weight gain? Are you talking about instant? Are you talking about over a week?
1: Okay, so here's...
0: All right, give me an exact story of this. Tell me.
1: Yeah, here's where I knew that it was from my sins of offense because it would happen virtually overnight. I would literally, I would leave on tour on like a Thursday. I would get on the scale that morning and I'd weigh like 133 pounds. I would get back from tour and during the tour let myself get offended and I would immediately, immediately feel this like bloating feeling in my waist of this having more pounds on me. And by the time I get home and I had time to check, I'd get on the scale and I'd be 140 pounds. Come on, you can't gain seven pounds within like three to four days. So it would happen literally overnight. It would happen during the tour. And then I would come home and I would repent. The Lord began to show me what it was. He said, every time you let yourself get offended, it's allowing that, that, that squishy weight to come upon you. And so I began to repent for the sins of offense. I began to do the two steps we talked about in earlier shows, the blood from the cross of Jesus, and the dunamis power, which comes from the resurrection. That word dunamis means to be made ex on the soul. So I would put the blood on my sin, I would spend time repenting for feeling offended, for saying offended words, for thinking offended thoughts, uh, for getting bothered at certain people and for being offended at them. And, And then I would spend time then putting the dunamis on my soul, commanding my soul to become what dunamis means, to become excellent. And sure enough, Sid, I've had three separate occasions when I lost the weight immediately.
0: That that sounds so amazing, but actually, and I understand what you're saying, and that gave you insight into this, but someone's listening to us, and their whole life, they've had problems with food. Yeah. Do, you, do you believe if they could get their soul wounds removed and start fresh in their soul just as they started fresh in their spirit, that they could have control over these addictive areas?
1: I think that the soul is majorly connected to weight and even to people that have thyroid issues or issues with a physical sickness that's causing them to make weight, to have weight gain, because the Bible does say that we will prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And so as I've gotten healed in my soul, I've had a variety of different things healed that were attached to food consumption, because I had food disorders. I, um, since I was a child, would eat my food very fast. I would eat...
0: Oh, I do that, so maybe I can get some insight. I eat so fast, my wife is just go goes so slow. Have you ever heard of opposites attract?
1: <laughs> Have her lay her hand on your head and... and oh,
0: no. <laughs> no, she'd like to do that, but maybe not... No, I won't go there. Okay. <laughs>
1: But no, it's true. I I have seen, we have seen collectively in our meetings, we've seen supernatural weight loss. We have seen um, in our in our team, we've seen supernatural weight loss in myself. I've you know I've seen supernatural weight loss many many times, and and I teach on that. And and honestly, it was it wasn't like some you know hyped up. Miracle. It was a miracle that came because somebody had a wound in their soul that was, that was controlling them, that was harming them, that was uh, totally wrecking their lives, healed, and part of that wound was attached to their food consumption or to food issues or to weight gain itself. So, yeah, I, I've seen it with my own eyes, and I see it in Scripture, and I teach on it. So I, I know it's true. Uh,
0: you know, it's such a, a simple thing. That uh, and people make it so complex, but it seems it's so simple. If you get a new spirit by being born again, a brand new spirit, and you have this old soul, it's one's fighting the other constantly.
1: Yeah. I mean, our spirit man has no problem seeing in the spirit, hearing the things of God, understanding revelation, being in communion with God, getting along with other believers, or getting along with anybody. Our spirit has absolutely no problems. It's, it's Christ living in us, and so, and He's perfect. His spirit is perfect. So, I mean, what does that mean? That leaves behind our soul. So, every one of our issues are coming from our soul. I mean,
0: oh, oh I'm sorry, we're we're out of time right now, but. I really want you to get this teaching. It's called Stay Unoffendable." It's a four-CD series, and it's subtitled Total Transformation. And you're ready for that. I know you are. And a special Bible bookmark that has the two prayers to take care of old stuff and get rid of all the new stuff. You're going to get rid of your old offenses, those scars that are there from, from those offenses and you're going to not have new scars from those new offenses available for a gift of $30. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697, 447 2697 Tell me uh, how easy it is to get offended, Katie Sousa.
1: Every single day, you know, we've been counting since we've been on this quest to be unoffendable, like in every situation we go into, we decide, okay. We're going to count how many times we had the opportunity to get offended, and then we're not going to get offended. And so the classic, classic challenge, of course, is is the airport, because we're on tour and we're in the airport all the time. So, I mean, in the airport, there is – I know you know this, Sid.
0: Uh, No, no, but I have to tell you uh, uh, something that happens to me so much. It's so embarrassing. I, I, I go up to get my ticket, and there's some Mm -hmm. confusion, and I'm getting irritated, and they say, are you the Sid Roth that's on television and radio? (laughs) I feel I want to crawl onto the counter and hide. Can you relate?
1: (laughs) And you totally got bothered, and they can tell you're irritated, and all of a sudden they're like, you're Sid Roth, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Because, I mean, for us, it's even worse because people know who we are.
0: (laughs) Okay. Tell me your airport stories.
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Well, you know, just going through a TSA can make you lose your Christianity right there. Uh, You know, the X-ray machine, uh, going through the bags, and everything else. And when they send me through, you know, the buzzer and not the X-ray machine, I'm so relieved. But the thing is, is as I go through the metal detector, it always seems to go off. There's like this arrow pointed at me. Bother her. Have it go off. And and they come up to me and they always say those words that I hate to hear, Sid, because I'm an ex-con. They say, could you step aside so we can pat you down, i mean okay i I did five years in federal prison. That's the last thing I ever want to hear ever again is pat you down and so I right away there's my first opportunity to get really bothered, and you know I step over and they say the famous words you know put your hands in the air and put your feet apart, and you know it's like right there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think those words mean the same thing to me as they do to them. And, and I'm trying to fight, getting bothered. You know, I'm looking at the guy's baton on the side, and I was a fighter on the streets. I'm thinking, I'll just take that baton out and beat this guy like a redheaded stepchild. I, I mean, I <laughs> fight my own soul from responding and getting completely bothered. Well, you know, whenever we go through the, the, the whole process of getting our luggage searched and everything else, it, we're always late and then you have to run to your gate. And I remember uh, Amy and I were running to our gate. We were late, and you'd get on the people mover. You know, it's the moving sidewalk in the airport, right?
0: Oh, I know all about that. I, I was on one last night.
1: <laughs> okay, so then you know, you know that there is actual airport mover people etiquette, right?
0: Uh, oh, I know that, but it doesn't seem as though anyone else knows it.
1: <laughs> well, it is. It even seems. <laughs> It says it on the little ramp. It's like a stamp. It says on one side, stand here, and it says on the other side, pass here. So if anybody just wants to ride, they're supposed to stand on the right so that they can let people in a hurry pass by them on the left.
0: And, of course, they're in a hurry because they're trying to catch their plane, because if they miss their plane, they're going to miss their whole purpose of their trip. And and, and it's a serious thing,
1: sure. And then... but and, and That alone gets you offended because when somebody gets in your way, you're thinking, come on, you must know that I am running for a reason, okay? And that happens all the time. I'll be booking it. That day, we were booking it down the airport people mover. I mean, you can get up to, like, 25 on those things because they move so fast. And we're jamming down it, and a woman who's standing on the right is talking on the phone, totally oblivious to everybody's presence, and she steps out right in front of us. I mean, I literally had to come screeching to a halt behind her. And as I did, she's completely unaware that I almost just mowed her down. And I'm in back of her trying so hard not to scream something like, Okay, this isn't a ride at Disneyland. Don't you know that there's airport people mover etiquette? Get out of the way! And I can't do that, of course, because I'm trying to completely babysit my goal. And it's just this huge challenge, this daily challenge. And I had to stand behind her and literally collect myself from saying something rude to her. Because she was not paying attention, she cut me off. But that's just a a great example of what happens. I mean, that woman has no idea she even made me offended or bothered. See, that's what happens, too. People will do stuff to us, and they don't even realize, but we're offended at them.
0: It's, uh, you know, because it just happened to me last night. Uh, It's very crowded. It's late at night. uh, and. People are so oblivious. Uh, you're you're walking the right way, not on the people mover, but you're just walking the right way. And they decide they want to go somewhere else, and they walk right in front of you, uh, which if you had taken a step, you'd bump right into them.
1: And they don't even know they've done it. Yeah they do it and they don't care. So it's like this scenario that goes both ways. But the point is, is it's our decision whether or not we want to get offended. Because when we do sin, that sin will wound our soul. And it can do all kinds of things to our lives, including make us physically sick.
0: Give me an example of how you got physically sick by uh, allowing that wound to to get inside of your soul.
1: Okay, So in James 5, it says, when you confess your offenses to one another, you will be healed. I looked at that word healed. It means to be healed of diseases. Now, I looked at the word diseases, and it's a vast variety of all kinds of different disorders. It means ailments, sicknesses, diseases, disorders, toxins, bacteria, viruses, and parasites. That's what the word disease means. So when you let yourself get offended... Because it says, when you f- confess your offenses, you'll be healed. When you let yourself get offended, all these vari- wide varieties of disorders can come upon you, including bacterias and toxins. And I have noticed that when I have let myself get offended, and especially if I let it continue without shutting it down and repenting and getting healed of it, that I would start to get sick with the flu. I would start to get all kinds of bacterial diseases. Um, I've seen other people get sick with viruses. I mean, we've had so many healings happen in our meeting. I had a woman that had strep. So bad in a meeting. She wrote a text at two o'clock to her friend that she showed me. She, that two o'clock the morning before the session and she said in her text, I am so, so sick. I am I am dangerously ill. I need to go to the emergency room. I cannot make it to the session tomorrow. And her friend was like, You need to go, you're gonna get healed. And she came and and, and I and she got that strep completely lifted off of her in an instant when she got healed of offense. Okay, I've seen people with um, the flu and everything else get instantly healed. I have been instantly healed of, 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 like, flus, bacterias, bladder infections, yeast infections, when I repented of the sins of offense by putting the blood on my sin, and when I put dunamis in my soul, because dunamis makes you excellent to soul.
0: Uh, tell me about that person that had their jaw dislocated for 10 years
1: yeah there was a woman that came to our meeting I taught on offense and how it wounds your soul and causes you to be sick and she got taken in in the spirit to remember a, a time when she sat at a table with her parents and they were telling her that they would never forgive her for all the horrible things that she had done to them in their life but at the same time, they're saying that to her. She's remembering how her father, as a child, would pick her up, spin her around by her legs, and throw her against the wall. And because that happened to her repeatedly, her jaw got knocked out of place. And she had many surgeries on it, but even after the surgeries, when she would open her mouth, the jaw would swing to one side. Well, that night in the meeting, she gets healed of the offense by putting the blood of Jesus on the sin... And the dunamis power from the resurrection on the wound that the sin made, her soul becomes excellent, and then I have a word of knowledge about the jaw being healed, and she gets instantly, instantly healed. She comes up to the stage, she's opening her jaw, and it's going straight, straight, straight. No, not dragging to the side, nothing. You heard about the woman with the tooth, right? What happened with uh, the filling of the enamel?
0: No, tell me.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we were teaching on offense and how Proverbs 26 says, our words of a slander are like deadly wounds that go down to the inmost part of the belly. Well, that word, inmost part of the belly, means the soul. And it means that when you speak words of slander, which we do when we're offended, it becomes like deadly wounds to our soul. It wounds the person's soul we're talking about, and it wounds our soul, because we're the ones that are speaking those sinful words of offense. Well, I was teaching on that, and, and the Lord gave me a word of knowledge that the next day, everybody's getting healed by doing the two steps we teach. The blood, the blood from the cross for the sin... The dunamis power from the resurrection for the wound the sin made. We're teaching on that. Everybody's getting healed. I get words of knowledge. I hear the enamel's growing back in somebody's mouth. Well, a woman had had a cavity fall out of her tooth, and she could feel the ragged, rough edge with her tongue and the hole in her tooth. And she remembers during this teaching that she is very offended at like one of her best friends. Whenever she would even pray with her friends, she could feel that offense rise up in her. Well, I have that word of knowledge. She's getting healed of the wounds that came from her words, uh, uh, that came out of her mouth. And then all of a sudden, she feels this sensation in her jaw, where the tooth is. And she puts her tongue up there, and she can no longer feel the jagged edge. So she goes, oh, my gosh, did something happen? So she runs to the bathroom, she looks... And the hole is filled in completely with enamel. She's so shocked. She goes out and she has her friend checked. And she's like, Yeah, I, it's not there. I don't see a hole. She goes back in to check again. She comes out again and asks her friend to check again. It's still the same. She does that three times. She finally comes up and she goes, Enamel grew into the hole in my tooth because I repented of offense and got the wound that came from my sin fence healed. And now that is my tooth is completely filled. And I am shocked. She was shocked. Katie
0: Sousa, I am so aware of what, catching myself now when I get offended. I mean, there's a supernatural quality. It's, very, it's done with humor. It's done with you expose yourself. You tell true, true stories uh, it, it, uh, of what's happened in your life in these, uh, this four CD series called Stay Unoffendable. Uh, but I can see that if I can do that, i 'm going to be able to manifest what my great heart 's desire is, and that is walk in the god kind of love twenty four seven that 's my heart 's desire, and the little foxes that stop it are the, when it 's never been dealt with, or you get these new chances to get your, your to get your soul wounded
1: yeah it 's true sid um i 'm telling you. You know, we talked yesterday about James where it says that when you confess your offenses to one another you're healed of diseases and some of the meanings of that word diseases are toxins, bacteria, viruses, etc. I have noticed such a shift in not only my personal life but my authority over diseases like that has completely uh, gone to a whole new level. Because I'm totally going after all the offense in my life, getting healed of all the old, old wounds that came from being offended for years and years, and then keeping myself unoffendable from this point forward.
0: Now, now you talk in prisons a great deal, uh, and talk about people that have to be terribly offended terribly wounded people in prisons that are even christians give me one quick testimony of what happens when you speak at a woman's prison
1: okay so we went to lowell in florida which is like the biggest woman's prison there and, and we were teaching about the soul and about how you get wounded from being offended and man, these girls they just totally got it because they spent their lives offended at everything you know at the police at the warden at the prison at the uh, their mothers and fathers at people on the streets and and uh, all of it. And so, during one of the breaks, I was in the back in the chapel ministering to a couple women. And a woman stepped up to me, and the Lord gave me a word of knowledge that she had a um, like bacterial rot in her tooth, that she had pain in her tooth. And I asked her if it was true, and she said yes. She goes, yes, ma'am. And I said, well, let's see, let's get it healed. And uh, I put my hand on her, and I got another word of knowledge, and it was that um, I heard the word property. Well, in prison, uh, a prisoner's belongings is called property. And so as I heard that word, I felt this deep level of offense on it. And I said, you know, the Lord told me that um, that you somebody messed with your property. I think it was the police, the police. And I said, and you got very offended. When that happened, and maybe it said even offended words out of your mouth about it. And she said, I go, is that true? She said, yes, ma'am. I said, well, Proverbs 26 says that the words of a slander are like deadly wounds that go down to the innermost part of the belly. I said, when you spoke those offended words, they became like deadly wounds to you. It wounded your soul, and now it's caused you to get sick, because we will prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. I said, So now you need to do, we need to do the two steps, because I taught them, and they, they understood. I said, I want you to put the blood of Jesus from the cross on your sin of offense, and I'm going to pray that the dunamis power of the Messiah will come from his resurrection and will cause you to be healed and in your soul of those wounds that came from your words. And so she she repented for being offended, and, and I put dunamis power from the Messiah's resurrection into her soul. I commanded that her soul be filled with it and that her soul become excellent. And then I, I commanded the pain to leave and the bacteria to die and the tooth to be healed and a new enamel. I stepped back, I looked at her, and I said, how's that pain? She put her hand up to her mouth, and she looked at me wide-eyed and said, it's gone. And we went out afterwards, and we told that story to the women in this packed-out chapel in the prison. And it was so funny because after I was done I looked at the women and said, Okay, how many of you ladies here have ever been offended and said offended words at the police? Raise your hand. The entire place raised their hand. <laughs> and then I said, Okay, how many of you that raised your hand have mouth problems? And like eighty percent raised their hand.
0: Now now how many people were you speaking to?
1: Um, I think that chapel fit almost like 250, maybe 275.
0: That's a lot of offended people. Okay. Then what happened?
1: And and, and what we don't understand is when we get offended, our words are like deadly wounds. They go down to the innermost part of our belly. They wound our soul. But remember what James says, that when we confess our offense, we'll get healed of diseases. So our offense causes diseases like bacteria. And viruses, and so when people speak words of offense out of their mouth, it can cause gingivitis, periodontal disease. um, It can cause tooth rot. uh, You know, all kinds of dental issues. We've had so many dental miracles happen. The women in that meeting began to get healed. Of gingivitis and everything else, when they began to pray the two steps, the blood from the cross of the Messiah and the doomless power from the resurrection of the Messiah. Okay, now and I, and I get I get similar testimonies all the time. I had a woman get on my Facebook, and she said, you know, I, I got your your disc and I listened to the activation. I prayed it through, and she goes, and I didn't feel anything at the time I prayed, but I have she goes huge uh, gingivitis and periodontal issues. She goes, my gums are so bad they're black. And they've receded so much on the bottom part of my teeth, you can see the roots of my teeth. And she goes, I prayed. This is on my Facebook. I mean, she's testifying. She goes, I prayed the prayer, the two steps. I didn't feel anything. She goes, I didn't notice anything until later that night when I went to bed and I went to brush my teeth. And I noticed that my gums weren't bleeding like they normally would. So I opened my mouth and looked at my teeth. She goes, my gums had changed color from black to pink, and they had grown back over the roots of my teeth.
0: You know, we just have a little bit of time left, but I would, you know what? what The Holy Spirit is saying, we just have a little bit of time left on planet Earth before Jesus returns, but we want to redeem the time. Would you lead us in that two step prayer right now? Yes.
1: Just pray with me. Just say, Jesus. Jesus. I, I repent. I repent. For being offended.
0: For being offended blood take the blood
1: from your cross
0: from your cross
1: O Messiah
0: O Messiah
1: and wash my sin away
0: and wash my sin away
1: wash away the sin
0: wash away the sin
1: of every time I thought offended thoughts
0: every time I thought offended thoughts
1: and spoke offended words
0: and spoke offended words
1: put your blood on it now
0: put your blood on it now.
1: Wash me away of the sins of offense.:
0: Wash me away of the sins of offense.
1: I forgive the person I'm offended at.
0: I forgive the person I'm offended at.
1: Put your blood.
0: Put your blood
1: on their sins of offense.:
0: On their sins of offense.
1: So they don't get sick.:
0: So they don't get sick.
1: Cleanse us both now, Lord.:
0: Cleanse us both now, Lord.:
1: In your mighty name.:
0: In your mighty name.
1: Now let's do see now, most people would stop there, Sid, but now we're going to do step two. Okay, we're going to take partake of the Dunamis power that comes through the resurrection. So now, everybody pray with me now. 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 Messiah. Messiah. Come. Come. With your Dunamis power.
0: With your Dunamis power.
1: It's the power.
0: It's the power.
1: That comes from your resurrection.
0: That comes from your resurrection.
1: Dunamis means.
0: Dunamis means.
1: To be excellent of soul.
0: To be excellent of soul. I decree. I decree.
1: That right now,
0: that right now,
1: I'm becoming.
0: I'm becoming.: Excellent. Excellent.
1: In my soul.
0: In my soul.:
1: Flood my soul.
0: Flood my soul
1: With dunimous power.:
0: With dunamis power.
1: Your blood,
0: your blood.
1: washed away the sin.
0: washed away the sin. Now, now
1: Your power.
0: Your power
1: Which is dunamis
0: Which is dunamis
1: is washing and cleansing and healing.
0: is washing and cleansing and healing.
1: The wounds that the came wounds. From my sin.
0: That wounds that came from my sin.
1: Heal my wounded soul.
0: Heal my wounded soul.
1: Cause my wounded soul to become excellent.
0: Cause my wounded soul to become excellent.
1: Fill my wounds with dunius power.
0: Fill my wounds with dunamis power. I
1: receive it now.
0: I receive it now.
1: It's the power.
0: It's the power
1: that comes.
0: That comes
1: from your resurrection. From
0: your resurrection.
1: Heal me in soul and then heal my body.
0: Heal me in soul and then heal my body.
1: I'm going to be prospered.
0: I'm going to be prospered.
1: And brought into health.
0: And brought into health.
1: Because my soul is being prospered.
0: Because my soul is being prospered.
1: I command diseases off of me.
0: I command diseases off of me.
1: Bacteria.
0: Bacteria.
1: Toxins.
0: Toxins. Ailments. Ailments sicknesses
1: and viruses
0: and viruses
1: to die and be removed
0: to die and be removed
1: i decree it now
0: i decree it now
1: in messiah's name
0: in messiah's name amen amen i want you to get this special bible bookmark that we've designed with these two supernatural prayers it's going to take care of the past wounds and prevent you from getting wounded again in your soul in the future. And we're making the four-CD series called Stay Unoffendable. Oh, what a way to live. Subtitled, Total Transformation. Available for a gift of $30. This is Shabbat broadcast. Let me pray over you. The Lord is blessing you. The Lord is healing you. The Lord is smiling on you. The Lord, right now, He is gifting you with the gifts of His Holy Spirit. The Lord is right now giving you His shalom, His completeness in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. In the name of the Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, Yeshua HaMashiach Tzikeinu, Jesus the Messiah, Our Righteousness.
1: Yivarechecha Adonai Vegishma Yishmarecha Ye'er Adonai
0: To hear this week's interview, or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural!, visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming mishpucha or chalitzim, write to me, Sidroth Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina. Two eight two seven eight To place a credit card order, call anytime, one eight hundred four four seven two six nine seven. 447 2697 For all other calls, the number is 704-943-6500. That's 704-943-6500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, send a donation to Sid Roth. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H. Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.